0: Hello and welcome to Weed where we're talking about anything and everything related to anime and gaming. We are by no means experts, just huge fans. I'm your host Bobby, and with me is Joshua. Hello Bobby, glad to be doing another episode. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about the game Genshin
1: Impact. And as always, spoilers ahead. Genshin Impact is a free-to-play open world RPG gotcha game. <clears throat> it was developed by the Chinese game developer Mihoyo. It was released on September 28th of 2020. It was released on mobile PC, Mac, PlayStation 4 and now the PlayStation 5 with plans to release it for the Nintendo switch. It received high praise for their gameplay combat, graphics and the setting but it received criticism for its lack of originality and their save system that was featured in the playstation 4 version of the game now i haven't played the playstation 4 version so i really don't know what the save system entails in in that respect but i do know that there was a little bit of annoyance behind it the game started development in 2017 after They finished their previous mobile game. They wanted to release a higher quality game and increase their research and development capabilities. The game saw 21.3 million pre-registrations and 16 million of those registrations were from China. The rest being elsewhere in the world. According to some experts, I don't know what experts entail, but... According to some experts, Genshin Impact was the biggest international release of a Chinese video game. With, within four days, the first four days after they released, they re- received over 17 million downloads and an estimated $15 million revenue in their first week. With the majority of that revenue coming from China, Japan, and the U.S., Within the first two months of the game, they released almost $400 million, which is very impressive for a free game.
0: Gotta love all those freaking microtransactions. Yeah.
1: It's kind of the feature of the game. That's why it's a gotcha game. It's just all about those microtransactions. And actually, this game, they put $100 million into development of it. So they definitely predicted that they were going to get their money's worth out of this game.
0: Yeah, because the key word there you got to remember is a gotcha game. Gotcha. So, (laughs) so the premise of the game is I'm not, is it actually another god? I kind of just... I
1: think they're gods, like they're from like some ethereal plane.
0: Yeah, so some kind of Supernatural being you're fighting against And your brother or sister Depending on the character you choose Gets taken hostage And now you must Regain your powers And perhaps some allies along the way To rescue said brother or sister Like I said Because you could choose between a male or female character And their brother and sister So if you pick the female you have to rescue your brother If you pick the male you have to rescue your sister Vice versa
1: So with this game, many people have pointed out from the beginning that this game takes heavy inspiration from Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. The artwork and style of the game have a very similar look and feel. And Then the developers have actually come out and stated that they drew inspiration from Breath of the Wild. But they strived to make the gameplay completely different from the elements of Breath of the Wild. So it may have similar aspects in the terms of artistic vision, but overall the gameplay I think is very different. I've never actually physically played Breath of the Wild, but I've seen gameplay of it, so I assume that it has a different feel to it.
0: Of course, being a gacha game, there is a large incentive to spend money within the game to unlock characters, equipment, and more. So the game was centered around that aspect. But miHoYo strived to make it so that the player didn't have to spend money to complete the game. The player could play the game without any true limitation. It just may take longer for them to comp- compete than a paying player. Although the incentives to spend money are always present and tempting. Hence the whole like addictive nature mm-hmm. of the gacha system.
1: Yeah, so I did actually like that about the game that you could finish the game without spending money where some of these gotcha games tend to make it like a paywall you can't get past a certain point without spending some sort of money so i like that they did make it very open in that aspect
0: and we'll talk a little bit more about that yes. aspect yes. Now a little bit because i don't want to talk too much but the fact that you said that is actually one of the things i wrote about gotcha <laughs>
1: gotcha
0: get it yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the uh the cities of Teviat and Teviat's like the the overall world the cities of Teviat or I don't know if I'm saying that right Tevat I have no idea it's spelled weird Tebot yeah Te- te-bot? They're each inspired by different cultures around the world <clears throat> so there are only two cities as of now <clears throat> but there have there are plans to include five more throughout the game's development, for a total of seven. The developers of MiHoYo stated that Mondstadt is inspired by European culture and style, while Liyue Harbor is realm of Oriental fantasy. The scenery of Liyue Harbor is surround, and its surrounding area draws heavily from natural landscapes, architecture, and culture of East Asia. With distinct Chinese-inspired landscape gardens, t- uh, terraced farms, and flora, so I, so it's funny because we started playing this game, which we'll talk about a little bit later, about our experience with this game. We started playing it, and we never really got very far in the game. So I actually never got to this city, but just looking it up, like you can really tell the inspiration from like East Asia. Whereas
0: Oh, so it was just me and Taylor that got there. Yeah,
1: I never made it. Yeah, and then looking at Mondstadt, you could definitely tell the European culture aspect of it. Oh, yeah. And even the name of it, Mondstadt, uh, I assume it's pulled from German, maybe, because Mond, I believe, is moon, and then Stadt is city. So it's just like moon city in German, which is European. So they really definitely drew inspiration from the name as well, or pulled inspiration for the name. The plan is to have each city have its own distinct setting and history, bringing unique visual and audio experiences as you explore each of them. So I think that would be a really cool aspect, just as they're coming in, you get a brand new city with completely new uh, experience as you enter it and travel through it.
0: It is nice, and you could definitely, like you said, tell the distinct features, because like when we went to Liwei, Li-Yu, what is it? I think is it Liwei or Li-Yu? I
1: think it's li
0: UA Harbor. You could easily tell it had like East Asia influence. Like it was no doubt. So they did pretty good on their wanting to like have a certain feel to the cities. I will give them that. I did thoroughly enjoy the like the beauty aspect of the game. But like any RPG, most of the most of the gameplay is just Running back and forth. You run. You, you see some slimes. You see some hilly, hilly Trolls. Which are like the basic enemies of Genshin Impact. You will run, jump, climb up some some kind of wall. Run out of energy. Fall down. Die. Run around. Find more Hilly Trolls. Find an elite Hilly Troll. Find more Hilly Trolls. Find a slime. Run. Climb. Climb. Fall. Quest. Run. Hilly Troll. Paimon. And then you get... Every now and then, Paimon would be like, "Paimon thinks there's a lot of hilly trolls," and that's pretty much the gameplay. Welcome to Genshin Impact, <laughs> because, like I said, it's an RPG gotcha game, so it's it can get very repetitive, especially when it kind of focuses on doing like the daily quests or stuff like that. So it's a very much of a like grindy game
1: absolutely lots of grinding in this game and it, it actually made it kind of fun though because the way you grind a lot of times there'd be chests and stuff that were rewarded to you after this little grind session or just like i don't know just they made it in a way that was engaging a lot of the time
0: they did especially when you like first start but i i mean we'll get into a little bit more of the criticisms mm-hmm. later but I definitely think there is a huge curve, yeah, onto what you can do. Of course, me being stupid and wanting to hoard stuff just because I knew there were different ranks to the. What are they, I don't even know what the people are called,
1: like the adventurers.
0: Adventurers, yeah. Well, let's just call like them the, adventurers. The characters so people, that
1: you can physically play. Yes. Yeah, prob- Cause probably. Because I know, the like, changes. there's... I don't know.
0: I was about to say, I know some people call them like, on some games they're called summons or summoners or stuff like that. Heroes, legends, stuff, whatever. We'll just call them adventurers. But I know there's some adventures that are just better than others. So starting out, I didn't use any of my, like, EXP items because I was like, oh, I'm going to save those because I feel like they're going to be hard to get, which... Spoiler alert, they are, after you get through like the beginning. And so I didn't want to waste them on my starting characters, because if you know any kind of RPG or gacha game, you know the starting characters are typically about mid-tier or low, like high-low high, low tier to mid-tier class people, because they're not going to give you some amazing person to start off, because that would just break the game. You obviously could get lucky with your, I think you are guaranteed one ten 10 summon thing, and you're guaranteed a, like a, at least a four star person, so you could get lucky and get a five star person on your first try, which does happen to some people, and then some people it takes like a thousand tries for it, but... It's because of that like I think there's definitely a curve because I didn't want to spend anything so I got to a point where it did become almost impossible to beat some enemies because I was not upgrading my characters because I didn't have any good characters to upgrade so I was just strictly using the AXP feature and like for the longest time my highest level was like 12 and then like I had a level 12 a 10 8 and like a 9 on my party and I beat almost the entire first section with those low levels, though. So,
1: This game is both playable in single-player and multiplayer. Multiplayer allowing you to play with an additional three people, making a total of four people per lobby. And I think this was a huge focal point of the game, like a very good selling point. People wanted to play this game with their friends because a lot of people, I think, were saying things like, it's like Breath of the Wild, but with multiplayer, and a lot of people wanted that, that open RPG sort of feeling. Unfortunately, multiplayer wasn't immediately accessible from the start of the game, and I don't believe it is still. In order to unlock multiplayer, you must play single player until the adventure level is six, at 16 or higher, which can take a few hours of completing levels, quests, exploring the world, and fighting, and just gathering experience points as well as just utilizing events as well because completing events would give you experience this was definitely a disappointing feature when i played it because i wanted to just jump right in play with friends kill some creatures and just go at it because it took much longer than i expected to to be able to play with friends but on the bright side, the multiplayer is cross-platform, meaning that whether you had a PlayStation or a PC, you can play with anyone regardless of their system. So that was a really cool feature because I think you played on PlayStation, right, Bobby?
0: Yeah, for yeah, for the majority of the time, I was on PS4.
1: Yeah, and Taylor and I were on PC, so that was a really nice aspect because we started, and it just would have sucked to have one of us quit our game and have to recreate a brand new game on a different system
0: and one thing I will say I think I think maybe 16 was a little bit high Mm -hmm. but I do understand a lot of the point of forcing you to play single player until a certain point because there's a lot of games that we like even like Dying Light that you had to Progress almost kind of like the tutorial. Basically, they wanted you to get a feel for the game, know what's going on before you get some Mm -hmm. high-level friend to come here and then just wipe everything for you. They wanted you to at least, like, earn the right to play. But maybe 16 was a little bit high because I think it was just doing regular quests. And I think if you just solely did quests in Mondstadt and, like finish everything, I think you would get to like 12 Mm -hmm. or 14. I think I was at 12. Like, no problem. And I was really struggling
1: to get to 16 and Taylor actually had to help because I'm like, I don't know how you guys got to 16. Like, I can't do this. Uh, Because I I completed all the quests, but...
0: Were you like fighting everyone or would would you kind of like avoiding people?
1: Yeah, I fought a lot and I guess what I wasn't doing is I wasn't going to like this little merchant person who gives you rewards for leveling up so i had like 12 Mm. levels worth of rewards sitting in her desk and just from there i think i got to 14 or 15 just from collecting her rewards so then it just took a little bit of grinding from that point
0: yeah i was about to say there's that and then also if you ever get find like a hilly troll camp if Mm -hmm. you ignore that that also gave you xp because Every time you defeated like a hilly troll camp, you also would open like a chest, right. So you would get XP from that, not to mention if we also found more chests than you while doing certain like missions and stuff like that.
1: right. Yeah. But yeah, I feel so like that was maybe a little bit of a downside.
0: Yeah, maybe like fourteen or twelve would have been a little better mm-hmm. because it it almost felt like to me that they wanted you to complete the entirety of Mondstadt. Before yeah. going to multiplayer.
1: I would agree with that.
0: So as we were kinda talking about multiplayer, one of the like major downsides of Genshin is that you cannot do story or character missions with your friends. You're I don't know what they changed that, but when we played you were only restricted to the open world traveling, combat, boss fights. And a few of the regular missions that kind of spewed out, I don't... World missions that kind of were... You would walk in and it would be like, oh, this mission is going on right now. (laughs) So it was more of an open world mission, not really anything, like, major. Yeah. So if the mission or event doesn't alter the story in any way, then you'll be able to do it with your friends. But it's like... For us, one of our favorite things, like one of our almost favorite games to play together, we were playing Dying Light or Dead Island because of the co-op system to where as long as you were, if someone who was like a quest ahead of you joined you to help you do a quest, once you complete that quest and then continue on, their progression from your save file saved for them as well. So you guys could complete the story missions together but for some reason in genshin they didn't want you to do that and i get that the the combat system is centered around the like elementals reactions but i feel like that would have been even better with friends mm-hmm. because you would have been easily able to coordinate with people so if i was playing a pyro and someone was playing a cryo i could be like hey my ability is up in three seconds can you cast yours all right cool they cast theirs i cast mine big explosion or if someone is electric and i'm pyro as well i could be like hey i'm about to use this and they can use electric so it would give you a lot more fine tuning on what characters you want in that thing because you could, like you said, you can only have four people. And when you bring someone with you, it takes away one of those slots Mm -hmm. and it makes that much more challenging of picking what characters you want, especially if you were to go in a dungeon and it was like, Hey, only cryo and ice are effective quote unquote in this. So if everyone only picked electric and cryo, Like, what would happen if there was something that, like, resisted those? So, you can't change now. You're screwed with what you pick. So, that's another, like, important thing. And I feel like because it almost feels like the whole combat system is based on the elemental reactions and combos. I feel if you had friends to do that, that would have heightened the combat system even more. And caused more people to play because they would have been like, oh, look at this. Or if... Somehow they had really bad luck or they just didn't have a good cryo person. They could see what other characters were like and that may even incent them to roll more gotchas because they're like, oh, I really want this character now. I just think they lost so much by not doing this.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I would completely agree. Like you're kind of getting into uh, another thing that uh, was a little disappointing about multiplayer was the fact that since you only have four people per lobby – you, as you start adding more people, because if you're playing single player, you can swap between four different characters. But once you have four people in a lobby, you each choose one specific character to be. So you basically have to work together to utilize different weapons, abilities, and magical elements, which is great. But like you were saying, the fact that we can't do missions together kind of defeats that purpose. Like, yeah, you can go and do like little, raid bosses type things on the surface world uh and just fighting creatures but that's it it's just fighting creatures you're not going into giant dungeons and utilizing your skill to blast through it and actually use the elemental system to its fullest because if we could go into dungeons that would have been so much fun to just like battle a bunch of creatures And like you said, just swap out, like, hey, I'm about to use fire on this. Right when I'm done, use, like, a water attack, and then you can use some electric to get that water electric added damage. So it just really would have utilized it better if we could have a lot more options to fight with. And so since you can't swap when you have four players, that was one thing that I found kind of upsetting, only because... It's really fun in single player to be able to swap to different characters. I don't know why, I just found it to be a very enjoyable feature of this game, even though most games don't do swapping very well. I thought this one worked pretty good. But I get why they wouldn't allow you to swap when you have four people in a lobby, because then you'd have a combination of 16 different characters, which would then vary make you guys very overpowered and totally destroy the balancing dynamic of the magic system so it forces teamwork, forces team balancing and strategy but like we were saying it's underutilized in the current aspect of multiplayer
0: yeah even if like I don't know the whole multiplayer just fell completely short on Mm -hmm. this yeah even if we just had access to dungeons it would have been at least so much better because then it was like okay you could still have fun like grinding in some dungeons with some friends like Mm -hmm. if you just kind of want to kind of relax and do whatever you want you could do that while doing dungeons and still having fun and grind along the way but it was like you couldn't You literally couldn't do anything besides open world exploration. And then I think we even had some problems with some chest openings, too. I was
1: was about to mention that. Because you would go up to a chest and be like, you can't open the chest in somebody else's world. it's like, well, then what's, what's the point of this? We can't get any loot. All we are here to do is support for fighting. Like, it's not... There was something to be had here. Like, there's so much lacking... And it's just very upsetting when you're going through this world and you can't do anything. You're just there as a secondary firearm. Like, I don't know.
0: You were pretty much at that time. Like I said, I don't know if they changed any of this because I haven't got on in a while. But one of the major things was the open world exploration. And then the reason why you would go to other friends' places Were to be getting their resources. So not only are you. Depriving them of their resources. Because they can't. Resources weren't something that. If I got. The whole party got. No it was I got it. And only me. So they didn't even share that. Mm -hmm. And so you would go to other people's worlds. And take their resources. And then now they can't get. Like a certain order or something. For a couple hours for it to respawn. So it was like, okay, so not only is your friends coming here have can do absolutely nothing, they actually harm you almost more ways than they help you. If you wanted to play with friends and actually do stuff, then you basically could only do world bosses. That was primarily all you could do because when we were exploring the Lu Wei, Li whatever, harbor, there were towers you're supposed to get that are kind of like viewpoints to unlock your map well guess what you can't do that in multiplayer or like in another person's world or whatever so it was like okay so we could explore all this but then we get no credit for doing it so it was like okay cool you implemented a multiplayer server for what Mm -hmm. literally the only helpful thing they can do (laughs) is defeat world bosses yeah. and you technically could do that yourself yeah it would take longer but there were certain world bosses depending on your level you could complete easily solo I was yeah. fighting world bosses solo one world boss solo that I didn't even realize was a, a world boss just because I liked fighting him but it was like the majority of the reason why you go to someone else's is to steal their resources so it's like oh okay I'm just gonna go to random people's things and take all their stuff and so you had to be careful about leaving your like, server open now because it was like, oh, now I have to watch out because people might just randomly join and be harmful.
1: Yeah, I feel like the multiplayer was basically only added to be able to slap a multiplayer sticker on it. Like, hey, we have Genshin Impact, single player and multiplayer, but the multiplayer, it just it doesn't work. Honestly. And I feel like that was one of the reasons why we played it heavily for a little bit to get to multiplayer. And then once we got there, we're just like, well, that wasn't what I expected. And then we just kind of died. It died off because it wasn't as fun. We were expecting something like dying light or dead Island where we could progress the story with each other. That's kind of the whole point. Hmm.
0: Yeah. 100%. Because like when I first started, I was like, Oh, this is actually pretty cool. And like, as I was doing missions, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be so much fun when we all can, like, play together and mm-hmm. do some things. Like, this is going to turn out to be really cool. And then you find out multiplayer is pretty much a sham. And it's just like, what? Like, I grinded all that. Like, I <laughs> spent some hours grinding when I know it, like, it sucks. But I was like, oh, I'm almost to 16. I can almost do multiplayer. Let's go." Get- let's keep it going just a little bit further. And then that's what I'm hit with. And I'm just like, it was just such a letdown.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to move on from multiplayer, cause we could probably just talk about it for the rest of the podcast if we wanted to. Uh, <laughs> one of the things that we stated earlier was Gunshin Impact has two cities of seven. They plan to add more cities in the future. But right now, no one has, as far as I know, confirmed the release dates for any of these new cities. So until the cities are added, the updates will most likely just be releasing new characters, character missions, new map areas, and other additional features to keep the player busy until they can increase the story missions with each city. Because I believe the story missions are going to be directly correlated to a a, a new city here. It is said that the story for Genshin Impact won't be complete for several years, giving both the players plenty of time to grind and explore the world, as well as miHoYo to plenty of time to develop, make content, and rake in that sweet, sweet uh, pay-to-play cash. So they're ba- basically they're, they're stretching out this entire game development so they can continue to rake in all that money, which it makes sense because if you're going to have a multiplayer game you need servers and servers are not free so the pay-to-play aspect is or the people who are spending the this money like the f- people who spent 400 million dollars in the first two months they're basically paying to keep this game active and developing but i feel like miHoYo is stretching this out for a very long period of time probably just for the cash reasons since their multiplayer is lacking a bit
0: and if they keep doing it, it's going to be, like, a Fall Guy situation where they had so much popularity, but then it just died off because they weren't adding, mm-hmm. like, new things.
1: Yeah, I feel like this game died off as quickly as it came about. One day, I'm just, all I hear is, Genshin Impact, Genshin Impact, it's one of the most popular stream games on Twitch. And just all this stuff about Genshin Impact, like, a couple months later... It just vanished.
0: I don't even think it was a couple months. I literally think it was like a couple weeks, maybe a Probably. month at most.
1: Yeah, like you still had your diehard fans of it, hence the the amount of cash they were raking in for the first two months. But once it... It just dropped like so quick.
0: Yeah, I think... I think once... Especially once Twitch people... Because I know there was quite a few popular Twitch streamers, and when I mean popular, I mean the people that bring, like, 20 to 30k viewers playing this Mm -hmm. game. Once they started stopping playing it, then that's especially when it went downhill. And so, I know we've been talking a lot about it, but... so. There, like we said, there's bound to be some like harsh critics out there. Like I said, there's probably some like diehard fans out there, or some people who like just thoroughly enjoy this game because it's like oh, it's whatever. It's like a mobile, mobile game that's brought to the console, and so some people are probably really stoked about this. But like we said, there's quite a few criticism, and one of them like it's a huge thing is about the inspiration of Breath of the Wild and because of this it was like a double-edged sword it looked very stunning especially with the cell shading it took on the anime look mixed with the Breath of the Wild and kind of like I said before I did absolutely love the stunning visuals of this game, especially when we saw the harper and like the new Whole fresh field from Mondstadt it did from here. It truly looked amazing but unfortunately there were others who also didn't like it that much and There was a massive hate being directed towards miHoYo for stealing the breath of the wild look and profit off of that and the complaints that could even come up and Off of it and complaints that they couldn't even come up with an original look to their game. Personally, I think so what. Because like many games you've played before. I guarantee you there's some games that you would think. Oh, they look similar to this game. And there's going to be plenty out there. I think one of the main reasons why it got attacked was because of the fan base. Now, I'm not saying they have no rounds. But Zelda games have been around for a long time. So of course they managed to get quite a big fandom or community as well backing them. And I think because of this anything that would infringe upon their community they would attack. Also due to the fact that how quick it rose to popularity only to teeter off shortly after. So like some people might think. Oh you had this wonderful thing. And now you did nothing with it. Or like these long fans of the Zelda games. When Breath of the Wild came out. Like everyone praised this game. And I'm not even. I haven't played like any of the Zelda games. And I wanted to buy Breath of the Wild. Because it just looks stunning and looked fun. But I think. Because of that and their fanbase, I'm not saying they're all like, they're rude or anything like that by any means. I just think that because it looks so similar and people were comparing it to it, a lot of them got very defensive about it and kind of attacked in the stead because they wanted to more separate that game from Breath of the Wild and wanted it to be like, no, we don't condone this or something along those lines
1: before i comment on that i want to go back to how we were talking about how this game died off as quickly as it came i did a google trends search real quick of genshin impact and the peak search results happened in within the first two weeks of the game so people were googling genshin impact and then literally as quickly as it came two weeks later the search results died down to a very low number and just flatlined so it was about a month span of longevity. Just thought I'd add that in there.
0: Wow, so it literally didn't.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's still them. a lot of people still playing, but the hype oh, died down within a month. So, I I like your your uh assessment of the community, fan base of the Legend of Zelda games. I honestly think a lot of I mean, this is going to sound rude and mean, but it's really hard to please Nintendo fans in general. And since uh, Zelda came from Nintendo, correct? Yes. Yeah. They're, they're kind of... Sometimes it's a little difficult to to please them. So I think when this came out, it, since it did have that similar look, because um, Breath of the Wild wasn't too long before this it just kind of struck them the wrong way like like they were trying to copy it and that i think really made them upset now i can't really speak for them on their behalf because i have never played it and i don't want to make any assumptions about the the whole fan base as a general but i just that's my initial reaction from it so talking about how people are upset that this was inspired by Breath of the Wilds i find it kind of like a shallow argument honestly because there are countless games that take inspiration from other games and use their art style as a backbone uh, it's just how the industry works when there's a working formula you use it as long as the a- other aspects of your game remain unique then it, there's nothing really to there's no foundation for the argument because so many there, it's an industry that's continuously growing you're going to have a lot of games that are inspired off of each other So I've I've noticed a lot of low-poly and minimalistic art style games have been really popular lately, and I don't really see a lot of complaining that people are ripping off art styles of other low-poly games. Because in reality, it's just an art style. It's one small portion of the grand total that is a final product. Uh, It'll never be one for one, so everyone has their own take on it. You can't just take Legend of Zelda and just perfectly recreate it. You're going to have your own flair to it in terms of art. Another reason why this game is not Breath of the Wild goes beyond the art style. It's the combat system, the magic. And I believe that's enough to just set this game apart. I absolutely love how they created it with the character swapping and everything. Just that being said, the concerns with the similarities just don't stand up in my eyes. So... Another critique that this game had, or still has most likely, is the predatory behavior of the in-game monetization. The game makes it very alluring and attractive, almost incentivizing you to spend money on a system that is essentially a slot machine, giving you a chance to win, but not guaranteeing it. Maybe, like, you're guaranteed, or they're like, you can win this new character, but you have a 1 in 20 chance, so spend $5.00 maybe get a character it's it's very slot machine ask this could lead players to spend far more money than they ever intended to spend on this game causing further issues down the road especially with a lot of issues recently with in-game purchases and loot crates that's a really big thing that happened around this time Is people were very upset about loot crates so this is definitely something that is very concerning for people especially with young audiences coming into this game with not as much impulse control as maybe some of the older game players so and this is definitely supported by the fact that they made 400 million dollars in the first two months of release obviously people are using this in-game purchasing system so it's not an unprecedented critique and maybe we could just talk about that for a little bit and how we feel about it
0: so for especially since a lot of people think of like mobile gamers as oh they're not true they true gamers or whatever i won't say that there's not good mobile games out there because honestly i'm actually a huge fan of one right now called grand summoners and it I'll be honest with you, it's mostly because it's made with the help of Crunchyroll so they can add anime characters into it, and there's been right now there's the time I it's Slime Crossover event, which what got me into it in the first place. But anyways <laughs> Go without diving too much into that itself, it's I can understand the whole gotcha system and but the thing is in Grand Summoners you need gems in order to get the summons. And you can get you can technically get one gem every day and you can easily get it within I wanna say 20 to 30 minutes of playing this game. So uh to get a 10 summon would well technically when you summon 10, you get an additional summon bonus, and you're not guaranteed a five star, but in my times playing it. I think out of if I would have rolled 10 times, I would have probably 3 times I don't get a 4 or 5 star person. So their odds are a little better. Maybe not necessarily trying to get the crossover people that have a higher rate. Because sometimes it does cost a lot to get there. But going back on it, it's so much easier to get the gems in that game than it is in Genshin Impact. And there's a whole saying around the community that there's free-to-play, pay-to-win games. (laughs) Hearthstone. And to play Genshin Impact, doing this gacha system, you have to grind hours of gameplay to get the materials for the summons. And it just really drags you down. They say, yes, you can get the required summons by grinding. And... It's like, okay, that's good. That's nice. And sometimes you could get lucky. And maybe after grinding for two hours, you have enough for two ten summon things. Because normally it's always like, in system of 10s, you get better luck or whatever it is. But in mobile games, it works. Because it's something you, like I said, you play for like an hour or two casually sometimes even less than that sometimes more than that if you're really into this game cuz there's even a game called Summoners War that have its own like esports and it's a mobile game but the thing is with mobile games versus consoles is mobile games you will almost in this day and age always have your phone on you so if you're waiting in line at the like DMV or you are waiting for like meeting up with someone and you're waiting or there's plenty of times where you could potentially be doing nothing. And so you can pull out your game, play this for like a half hour, if that, and still get some grinding sessions in, maybe raise your characters a level up, maybe get a few gems. But on a console, it's different. You have to be home, you have to invest in this time. Like after work, I would have to come home, grind, just so, and like comes the weekend. I could actually progress in the story. And so it's like during the week, I'm doing nothing but coming home, grinding, going to bed, work, grind, bed. All so I can play like the next, say like five missions come Saturday on my day off. And I'm not saying... Games haven't tried this before because there's like Monster Hunter that was almost... I think actually it was exclusively handheld and it came to console and there are times after the end game you have to grind. However, at least in my experience for Monster Hunter World, I believe it, I'm I'm totally drawing a blank on it. it. Yeah, Monster Hunter World. It's more fulfilling because you can still, you still are able to kill the monsters without having to pay or grind necessarily hours to get a certain gear. Yes, sometimes you could be very lucky if you need one thing for like this maxed out like dual swords I was doing and I remember before to get to the final thing I had to get a very specific rare drop from a monster. That doesn't mean I couldn't beat the monster. I could still beat the monster. I was just trying to grind to get a better weapon, but it wasn't like my progression halted. I could still hunt. I could still hunt any monster. It wasn't like, oh, if I didn't have this gear, I literally hit a wall and I couldn't go past. Where Genshin Impact, I feel like you hit a wall and it's like, oh, well, you are forced to grind or forced to pay up to get a stronger character to get out of here. And if, to me, if a game gets to a point where you are practically are forcing your player base to have to buy summons to get stronger characters. It's no wonder the player base dropped so quickly, especially when you watch human shop thousands of dollars and still not getting a certain person that they were trying to spend money to get. And it's like, if they spent that much, how am I supposed to afford that?
1: Wow, that was you're very passionate about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I completely agree. It's just, this is, like, a fair critique. Like, I'm not one to spend money on a game, like, in-game purchases, no matter how much I like a game because I'm a cheapskate. But I'm not a fan of in-game purchases in general unless they add more content to the game. But it has to be fairly priced. Like...
0: I'm talking about, like, DLCs?
1: Yeah, like a DLC. Like, The Witcher, for example, they added... They had two DLCs that added 30 hours of gameplay for each one. It's something that... It's basically like you're getting a new game. I don't like buying equipment and characters and other things that don't actually add anything to the game other than a character with different abilities. It just is something that seems very cheap and kind of I don't know, it just it feels wrong because it's such simple things that don't take all that much work in doing. It just feels like you're you're it's a money grab and I don't like that and it just has a very bad taste in my in my eyes so I don't think this game would be successful and profitable if it wasn't a free game so if it was a, a one time purchase game for say $20 I don't think it would have had the fan base it has today so they needed to release it as a free game and add in game purchases but it's, it's sort of like a double edged sword because there is this predatory behavior where it makes it very alluring to spend money on this character because it's like, try to win this character and it's showing you the character and very flashy. So you're like, Oh, I'm going to get it. If I spend this money and then you don't get it. It's just, it's very deceiving. And I, I don't like it very much.
0: And what I was talking about, like for me, I'm still a pretty fan, pretty big fan of overwatch. Granted, I haven't played in probably over a year. Doesn't mean I don't like it. It's got to the point where I could play for a little bit, but it was definitely more of a game I like playing with friends. And I still like to watch like its updates and everything like that. But when I was no, I no liked that game for at least a year. And every season, I made it an imperative to save twenty bucks. Now, it's not, I don't think spending 20 bucks on a game is too bad for, like, cosmetics, quote-unquote. But, because this was something I would, like, personally save up for. Or just something, like, as, like, going in my savings. Like, I planned for this. So, it wasn't like I'm just spending money, like, willy-nilly. But, at least in Overwatch, again, they had a system for the loot crates that during the holidays, you get holiday loot crates and you could easily grind for them. Like it wasn't that hard to grind loot crate boxes to get. And not to mention they implemented a system where when it first came out, yes, you could get duplicates and then you'd get currency to buy the cosmetics. But then they eventually implemented a system where you would no longer get duplicates. So if you got so many loot crates, you would eventually get what you want because thing items would go away, so I think that was a good imperative on them. And I would spend like the twenty dollar one, the twenty dollar thing, to get like thirty loot boxes, so I could try to get some holiday ones. But I usually wouldn't do that until like the last, like three or four days of the event, because I was like, oh, I can still grind out, because I'm still going to be playing it. So they still gave me plenty of opportunity to get those cosmetics. But again, those were cosmetics. They didn't imperative my game. In a way like this game does. I just think that whole formula with the whole gacha game works on mobile. For the reason I stated before, just not on console.
1: Mm-hmm. I would agree.
0: And then there's still a little more controversial criticism on the PC version of the game as it they had an anti-cheat program. Which ran run in the background when the game was launched. But after the game was exited, the anti cheat program would still be running in the background, which was a major red flag to a lot of people. Because it was assumed that it may be spyware. Also, come Japanese players using iOS devices, also noticed that the game read the contents of players' clipboards while starting up. MiHoYo has since announced that both issues have been addressed to fix that. Now, I'm not too much on the techie side. So I'm not sure what a lot of the issues are, but I can understand that, especially when they implemented a system and it's like, it's still running. So obviously people would be frightened, but I would need to look into that or I don't know if you know, but did they ever like apologize for this or did they just say, oh, we fixed it?
1: I don't believe there's any sort of apology. It was more of, it, it was an error in their their programming and that was never supposed to happen so they just addressed it and said it was fixed so that was kind of
0: i don't i don't think there's
1: ever like an official apology
0: i think they should have at least gotten an apology for it and i get the anti-cheating thing especially when you have a gotcha system that people are probably trying to hack to get free summons and that's basically where you get all your money from it because like you said, it was a free to play game. And a lot of games now going up are improving their anti-cheat software and to make it a better thing. So I could understand if there was a bug within a, if it was around the time of launch, I could give them the benefit of the doubt but if it was later into it or if it was ap- like it wasn't after an update because I know a lot of the times like with updates it can cause stuff to crash or anything like that because I've experienced that and I can understand that but typically if that happens the company will come apologize give you some kind of reward or like in-game reward and it was like hey we're sorry this happened here's like 50 gems for a 10 summon thing we also fixed it now we hope to continue to support and for me i'm like okay that makes sense especially with tech now being with trying to be on so many different devices with so many different running operating softwares going on there's bound to be a few glitches especially when launch and updates but if this didn't happen during any of those two things that's kind of where the big red flag comes. And that's when I would be like, all right, what are you doing? Are you Did you really not notice this for a while? Or did you actually like, were you actually trying to do something? And now since someone caught you, now you're trying to like cover it up. Like what was going on? I don't, like I said, I don't know the circumstances, so I can't really say one way or another, but if it was at time to launch or during an update, I can give them the benefit of the doubt. If not, then I would also start getting some red flags right there.
1: Right. Yeah, I think one of the main concerns for this, I think this would have been a concern for even if this wasn't the case, but was the fact that it was a Chinese game developing company. So with Chinese and their intellectual property issues that they have, I think that was one of the main concerns for the red flag. I think even if it was an American company, it would still be very upsetting to people. But I think just because it was a Chinese company, that was one of the biggest red flags to people. But any time a game or program continues to run in the background in general is pretty bad. Because it's kind of poor oversight in terms of the programming of the game. Because it's it's a waste of resources on your computer. Because it's, it's using like your ram and your memory just it's constantly just running so it's not optimized on your machine so that in itself is a red flag or just bad and then on top of that it is concerning because nobody is able to look into the code of this game and figure out what's going on so you're kind of at the mercy of the company to take their word for it like no this isn't spyware you, you have our word So the fact that it's a black box, nobody knows what's going on on the inside, is really part of the issue here. But luckily, it does seem that they did fix the issues, that it's no longer running in the background and no longer taking uh, copies of people's clipboards. So hopefully that we could take their word for it and it wasn't spyware and that it's nothing to be worried about anymore. But again... I guess that is an issue that if even if it is spyware, if you're playing the game, it's still running, so it's still doing what it's supposed to be doing, regardless of if it is spyware or if it is an anti-cheat program. But I, I wouldn't really know whether this is good or a good or bad program because anti-cheat programs are implemented in many games. Even Fall Guys has anti-cheat programs, just because people are douchebags by nature and want to hack into games and cheat and get get the best loot so i think it is anti-cheat if it's anything more than that who knows but they seem to have addressed the issue so hopefully we don't have to worry about that
0: yeah so it it's just the game had a lot of ups and downs a lot of criticisms and everything I will say during my time playing it I did have some fun mm-hmm. but I'd have to look and see if they improve the multiplayer because honestly if they don't do that to where your friends can help you complete quests I will not pick this back up Same. if they do change it to where friends can actually help you through quests and dungeons I may pick it back up at a later day or be like hey maybe we can play this for a little bit but until then I had fun when Getting up to 16, but honestly, if they don't improve that, I don't see me playing it anymore.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. This is a game that, it's, it's too lonely as a single player game. The storyline was pretty good, I enjoyed the story, but just how long it's going to take to finish the story, because we're at the mercy of them releasing this, the main missions, it's something that just can't hold my attention because of the multiplayer the lack thereof, multiplayer. it It's like you said, if they don't make it, we can play it together. It's just not a game that I'm going to continue playing. And that's just me being somebody who wants to play this with friends. So it's a good game. I enjoyed it. I just don't think it's the game for me.
0: I just don't think it had enough RPG, uh, I guess, content for mm-hmm. a single player for me. Yeah, It, it was wasn't... Kind of yeah, because like even grinding, it was like the same mission over and over again. There wasn't anything like really new. At least with something like Skyrim, even if you had a like if you needed to grind for something, you had different places you could go, or different enemies drop different things, or you could there was just a bit a much bigger world and yes they said they were gonna add more cities, but it's like like you said, the time frame Of how long it's going to take them to add that. I I can't stay around and do that with this. I know I keep bringing back up Overwatch. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: No, I was just laughing.
0: I keep bringing back up Overwatch. Because I played the beta. I got into the beta. Absolutely (laughs) loved the game for the week when the beta closed to when the game came out was excruciating for me because I just wanted to play this game so bad. And when I no life that game, I was having so much fun, but the reason why I started stopping is again another thing where it just stopped running out of content where it was not like you weren't getting a lot of new heroes or like new maps or anything like all That was going on were cosmetics, which granted some of them looked really nice, but it was like that can only keep you intrigued for so long, especially Mm -hmm. if it's a game I'm going to play solo because I had a group I played with and then I ended up going by myself and then it was just like it was just a downhill thing. And we keep mentioning Fall Guys where they didn't update for so long and they lost a major other thing and i think that just falls into this category as well yeah who is your favorite genshin impact character mm. like out of anyone you can summon or anyone you meet who's your favorite character and why is it paimon <laughs> because if it's not paimon you haven't been playing the game correctly because paimon is the best
1: so a lot of people actually hate paimon
0: are you i uh, Hmm. If you're the people that hate Paimon, I want you to leave right now. I don't care. <laughs> because Paimon is the greatest treasure known to man.
1: Yeah, no, a lot of people absolutely despise her and think she's, like, the most annoying character.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. I love Paimon. I think she's hilarious. I Like, she does the whole third-person thing, I think, well. Yeah. How she, like, talks in third-person?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, hold on, let me just do a quick... Yeah, um, like, I googled why do people hate Paimon, and the first couple of things are, Genshin Impact's Paimon, worst character. Genshin Impact's sidekick is annoying as hell. Uh, useless companion.
0: She's not useless, she's emergency food.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, a lot of people hate Paimon, so...
0: Man, maybe a maybe question I of the day also,
1: her. if you hate Paimon, why?
0: Yeah, I'm actually generally... And don't just put, like, annoying. Like, tell me why you think it's annoying. Because, like, my reason probably for liking her is probably why you find it annoying. I just think her her whole persona, I like it. Like, she does the whole, pine, like, the the third person, I think, well. Yeah, and the fact that fun. she will always, like, act tougher than she is or, like, will be like, Paimon thinks we can do it. And by we, I mean you. like Basically boasting that he, your character can do it. When Paimon's just like, yeah, I just want the rewards.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let us know who your favorite character is. And if you hate Paimon, why? I think that sums it up. And I'm going to end us off with some facts. I only have two for us today. The, uh, the game title changes depending on the target language. So in Chinese, it's... I'm going to butcher this, but... Yuan-shen. And Genshin is Japanese. And Won-shin is Korean. Now, if I pronounce those incorrectly... There's a high chance of that. And I apologize. But they're all spelt... It's the, the rough translation of... The Chinese title, which means... Primordial Gods. And then finally, Mihoyo Publishes an inf- an official Genshin Impact manhwa or manhwa yeah, series, which is basically a Chinese version of a uh, manga.
0: I thought it was Korean.
1: Oh, well, I assume this one's Chinese since it's a Chinese company. Oh. I, I think they all have their own. I have oh, I, I might there. have
0: been thinking manhwa because it has a W for uh, mm. Korean.
1: Yeah, so it's basically their equivalent of manga. And this is hosted on sites including Crunchyroll, Tapas, and Webtoon. The series started in 2018 before the game itself was actually published. So they had the idea for a while, and they were just creating content for it. So I found that pretty interesting. I didn't know that there was a manhwa series. And uh, that's... It for this episode. So, if you have any questions, concerns, or recommendations, feel free to email us webspawn gmail.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Webspawn.
0: And that will be all from us today. I've been your host, Bobby.
1: And I'm Joshua.
0: And we will see you guys next time when we Webspawn.